This is Getting Past Subtitles. My name is Sean Peel. And I'm DK Lee. And welcome to week number three of our Parks and Wook revenge series, filmography kind of thing. Um, yeah, we're three movies in, one left to go. We're wrapping up the Vengeance trilogy, the OG trilogy anyway. Uh, the next film is also kind of a revenge film, though. And we know that he's working on another, but whatever. Uh, last week, we did Old Boy. Really good, right? His most infamous. If anybody knows him, knows him because of that film. And so the direct follow-up of that movie was another revenge film called Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. And it's nothing like Mr. Vengeance. This is like the title that they share. What do you mean? They're, they're pretty story. like wildly different movies. Like they're both about revenge, sure. Yeah. But like... The way it's like shot, like style, it's all, it's all pretty different. Mm. It's pretty, it's pretty different. I, it's definitely the most different out of all the films. I think it's similar to Old Boy, but definitely not, not as similar um, to um, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Yeah, I think for sure. Like between, it's just that Old Boy and this film are both pretty stylized. There, like, it's interesting because there are elements of Mr. Vengeance that is stylized, mm, right? But right. then it's more. I, I feel like it's more akin to Memories of Murder. Right. It's more gritty. Yeah. It's like the grittiest. Um, whereas Old Boy and um, this one, um, mm. Miss Vengeance, yep. is a lot more stylized, like you said. Yeah. I can have fun with this movie, and I can kind of have fun with Old Boy. Mm. I can't have fun with Mr. Vengeance. Yeah. This for Mr. Vengeance, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a little... It feels more grounded for some reason, yeah. I feel like, for... Uh, yeah, Mr. Vengeance. Yeah, this feels more in the world of like I'm in a movie. Yeah, it feels like you know there are things going on that are almost mm-hmm. surreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean is very purposeful. Yeah. Like as we, I'm noticing more and more. And funny enough, I don't know why I never really noticed this, but as we're doing this series now, I'm like his style and like his filmmaking just gets more and more stylized as we go. Yeah, on. I think he's going into it. You know. Yeah, a hundred percent. He's like becoming like a staple genre. Uh-huh. director and i'm like huh i never really kind of pieced those things together so i'm interested to see like even the last one kind of how that shifts because yeah. that's like the most modern film yeah so and these are kind of a little dated per se mm. right L- early 2000s so i feel like this one miss vengeance really um i think it's the most modern like it, it feels yeah. it feels very modern yeah, yeah. in the way that it's like in the pacing of it and also how it's shot right. and all that really um it's like the the gateway to the <laughs> modern like style of right yeah whereas i think the other two that we watched um still retained a bit of that old feeling i don't yeah. know how to explain it exactly it's kind of like like frugalness a little bit yeah like, in like the way like they didn't have much to work with it in terms of like right. cgi or like editing techniques just like things like yeah technology wise maybe they still had a little yeah technology but also kind of in the way that it was shot right. felt a lot more almost like raw right. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know how to explain it to be honest like running gun almost like, yeah almost yeah, yeah yeah where i mean old boy it was also kind of it's it was leaning more towards Miss Vengeance, I right, think, if right, we, right. if we were to put it in, on a spectrum, mm-hmm. but it still retained a bit of that. Um, whereas I think Miss Vengeance had like it's it feels very polished, 
maybe yeah. that's the right word. Right. Like right. it feels refined. We have techno cranes on. Set and now. and I think he <laughs> kind of like knew how, like he was getting used to yeah, the yeah. workflow of it and and how to kind of you know right produce it in a way that things that come with like bigger budget mm-hmm. right like when you're working with like larger crews and better equipment and like you're kind of being accustomed to using those things yeah affluently i see what you mean by that mm. yeah um it was this your first time watching lady Avengers? this is my second your second time yeah tell us about your first fine by, by no means i think uh like is it bad because of uh, because of that i think right, it, right. it was good like it it really kind of is a good example of how to do it well maybe like mm. having a big production yeah, yeah having like big like you know talent mm-hmm. like everywhere like there's so much people like <laughs> cameos and all of that you know like yeah, just yeah. it's packed with like yeah just like <laughs> a, stars yeah like just a a, a no list talent. no like c role in the movie is filled by some extra pick up the street <laughs> basically yeah um yeah i think i watched this way back to um and uh, to be honest, I don't really like remember my first impression of it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it had a, like a, a big big impact on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching it again now, it's a lot more, and I, I I can watch it with more perspective. And I think, um, yeah. So like, it, I have more to say about it. Right. Whereas I think when I watched it when I was younger, um, I didn't really have any like commentary or like <laughs> i didn't really have anything that yeah, yeah. M- like i thought about which was like relevant or which was interesting for me to like talk about like. right whereas now like after watching it like and i you know just like watching a lot of movies right and then watching this again mm-hmm. and kind of like looking at it with different perspectives and kind of seeing what kind of um, maybe influences that he might have had or even just like mm. how i like perceive it yeah. like different like shots and different scenes and looking at it i'm like oh that kind of looks like um something from this movie or yeah. you know this feels like he did this because he wanted to do that or like like i have a lot more um filmic knowledge and mm. i know the vocabulary to express the thoughts that i have about was, the movie that was the word i was looking for <laughs> what vocabulary mm, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah so definitely i enjoyed it a lot more um this yeah this. i actually agree like 100 percent what you say because i remember uh like i said I, I pretty much watched all these movies in sequence um back when i did first see it so this is also my second time watching lady vengeance but i like same thing i didn't have like a huge impression of this movie at the time um and like I said, it was kind of the weakest link, I think, of all of them. By no means am I saying, like, it's bad. It just wasn't as strong as the other two. And, like, I just kind of had forgotten a lot of the minute details and, like, the scene by scene. There was just a couple of scenes that really stuck with me at the time. But, like I said, I also just didn't really have, like, the vocabulary to maybe, like, express the whole thing or, like, really had, like, the knowledge or, like, perception or had seen enough movies to kind of, like you know, maybe have my own point of view on it like I do now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And so definitely this time around watching it, it was like not only sort of, you know, grinding the gears again, like remembering the movie, but also kind of like really forming an opinion on it now and kind of seeing it for what it is and like, you know, things that I liked or things I didn't like or what worked and 
why did it uh didn't and also too just comparing it to the other movies again but just kind of like a little better or maybe a little more constructed in that sense so it was definitely a worthwhile second watch for me yeah and i think in general if this is your first time watching the movie it kind of begs a second watch i think it's just one of those movies that um like because it's kind of a mystery in like how they put together uh, the exposition and what happens to um Gumja. and it's like once you just have all the pieces of the puzzle together then when you go back and watch it again you kind of appreciate like um, the building and like how the process of making the bigger picture yeah. rather than just enjoying the bigger picture itself. You know what I mean? If I, if I were to like put it in a very simple way, mm. I think Miss Vengeance is the most catered towards the general audience. Yeah. Old Boy is the most um, catered towards like the artistic, almost like right indie not really but like that kind of audience like very yeah like the fringe audience right <laughs> all the film buffs and i think me- uh <laughs> memories of murder i think uh mr <laughs> vengeance is the most um like filmically like uh fundamental like very yeah. fundamentally yeah, like yeah. sound um film right i right. think you know. yeah it's funny because like i mean it comes with like in these three movies itself, it's kind of a testament to just him, like, learning as a director. Because, you know, with Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, I mean, he just came off, like, the big high of JSA. And so he kind of did whatever he wanted to do. And it, se- it felt like very, like you said, like, very, like, raw, very, like, independent filmmaking, very kind of, like, maybe experimental in that way. Just, but, like, thematically, you know? Like, he just, like, I want to tell the theme of vengeance and I want to do it like the most hardcore way I can, you know? So it really like stuck to its guns in that way. And so it was very much like personal to him and like just really nailing filmmaking down. And like I said, with the second one, it's kind of like a little, it ups the stakes a little bit and, you know, maybe a little more for an audience, but like, like I said, kind of targeted to still like film buffs and people that kind of. It, it, it felt like he wanted to prove something for, for right. Old Boy. <laughs> Whereas right. I feel like for Miss Vengeance. It's kind of like, I can do this, like, same thing, like, take this really hearty, like, theme or, like, sort of intelligent thing and put it in, like, something that you can, like, bite into, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like, it's accessible. Like, I'm trying to make something that is accessible to people when you you probably think it wouldn't be. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you think of genre, you're not thinking, like, a super thematic film. You're thinking, like, oh, it's just going to have stars keanu reeves and like yeah. some big action blockbuster yes yeah, so i feel like miss vengeance is the most uh um yeah. most what, what did you say the most uh like blockbuster yeah like most uh what's the word you just said I it just said it uh, keanu reeves no no, no not <laughs> keanu reeves <laughs> most accessible like accessible. most okay yeah like most like you know like it's easier easiest for people to digest. I feel like yeah, this yeah. vengeance. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I was like, dude, what, what's the word? Calories. <laughs> Calories is easy to digest. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> but no, yeah, like like it's got a bunch of. I mean, like it's it's a pretty violent film. Yeah. Um, but like, like even down to the casting, like you said, it's got everybody in it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like by that time, everybody knows everybody. Yep. And it, it's interesting because I was like reading interviews and stuff. Like it's particularly for a Western audience that doesn't know um, Lee Young Eh, 
but like she's like really big in the east like not really korea but oh, like, she's huge yeah just like everywhere yeah so it's interesting like him talking about like oh uh, i wonder there's definitely going to be like a disconnect when i showed it to like western hemisphere like the u.s and stuff because uh particularly with her like her typecast as being like really innocent right like being like this young innocent beauty kind of person yeah. and doing this role completely subverts that yep so he was really playing into like you know there's this figure that everybody sees her as but then she's super, even in the movie too right right yeah where she's like you know she's the kind-hearted witch was like her title in the film yeah. you know so that was really interesting to see um kind of an interesting like maybe lost in translation a little bit per se but yeah but yeah but like i said everything kind of caters towards like i'm really throwing this at a general audience you know he's he's clearly took into consideration like people mm. when he was making this film you know whereas i don't know if i could say the same about the other two even for old boy honestly yeah it's it's very hard to digest old boy i think right right so but yeah but like we're saying like it's just kind of a progress and how he's like thinking as a filmmaker and knowing like kind of his scale and who is he giving it out to but um yeah i don't know i mean would you say what would you kind of prefer, maybe, out of... I mean, you know, watching all three again, I actually enjoyed... I think I enjoyed Miss Vengeance the most mm. out of the three. And then probably Old Boy and then um, uh, Mr. Vengeance. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep trying to say memories of murder, dude. <laughs> Like that's like in the back, you know. It's the same character. That's why I'm like, it's a detective. It's, it's it's you. It's just a different. It's because it's also because like it was made around the same time. It it's the same thing, but not the same thing. Mm. It's yeah. But anyways, yeah. So yeah, I actually enjoyed Miss Vengeance a lot, and Mm. um, maybe it's because it was maybe it's because like we were just seeing all the. Like the male versions of <laughs> Vengeance, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. it's finally like a a female, and it's very like refreshing, right? Yeah, Maybe yeah. that's why I was like, oh, yeah, something yeah. that feels very new, like very different, and then I, I enjoyed that. I had part the same point. We can talk about it later, but I had the same exact point. It mm-hmm. just feels like a fre- a breath of fresh air, a little bit, yeah. Especially when we're going back to back on the other two, all all revenge, right? Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, Okay, so how can we make this a little bit different? Exactly. <laughs> That's a very easy way, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, variety is key. Like, if you're going to talk about the same thing, mm. three movies in a row, you've got to find some kind of variety. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, so we'll get into it really quick. We're going to introduce a new little topic here. And that is going to be, um, we're going to do two minutes on a synopsis. We're yeah. going to play a little game and see if we can stick to it. So I got myself a timer. I don't know. We're going to call it, should we call it quick takes? Should we sure. Think of we're going to call it quick takes. I initially thought when I was thinking of this, I was going to do 60 seconds and I was going to call it like 60 second synopsis, right? But then I timed myself with the one. <laughs> You're like, no, <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I need at least two minutes. Like, it's really not that much. But then like, as I was like reading it. Because like, when you speak the... it, it takes longer, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was going, yo. I was like, <laughs> I was really trying to speak like clear, concise, but like, like, efficient yeah and i looked at the clock when i was done it was like two minutes and a half i was like nah all right let's do like up it another 60 seconds should be doable should be doable all right let's see let's see what i got here okay ready set go so Ligong ja 
released in prison after being sentenced to 13 years because she uh, confessed to a murder, but it ended up that she didn't commit the murder. Uh, the murder was of a young boy named Won Mo. Uh, immediately after being released, she seeks the help of her old cellmates to plan uh, to help with the plan that she had been working on since her incarceration. That is to find, capture, and kill the man who is the real murderer and framed her for the crime. Uh, her revenge will be enacted in the same way that she had dreamt about it. So first off, she visits one most family and chops off her fingers in exchange for an apology. Then she asks for two favors from people in order to craft a gun that's basically an antique from her dreams. And then she goes to get a job at a uh, bakery because she was really good at it in prison, apparently. Uh, Gumja goes to acquire her about her lost daughter, whom she was separated after uh, she went to prison and finds out that she was adopted to a family in Australia. Uh, she pays a visit to them, and after some wild events from Jenny, who's her daughter, uh, Gumja is forced to take her back to Seoul with her. After some random events, we find out that another old cellmate of Gumja is actually now married to Mr. Beck, who is an elementary school teacher and is the man that she's looking for. So her plan is to drug him and let Gumja kidnap him, and um, basically that's it. But after Beck finds out that his wife is playing a double agent, who turns out to be the priest, if you remember the priest, but he's actually like this private eye who's uh, photographing and keeping tabs on Gomja the whole time, and finds that uh, that his Mr. Beck's wife is an accomplice to Gomja, basically. So to retaliate, he tries to capture her. He's going to kidnap her and murder her, and uh, captures his wife. But kind of the plan fails, and Gomja ends up murdering the two guys, and um, ends up actually kidnapping Mr. Bach. So they go to, he takes her to an abandoned school building uh, where he planned, where she plans to enact her revenge. But she discovers a charm on his cell phone along with an orange marble that belonged to one more, and it was his favorite. The other four charms belong to uh, four other kids who he murdered as well. So the investigation go- opens back up on Gumja's terms. She finds the tapes of the other children, uh, that were captured and murdered and videotapes of them like holding ransoms. Um, so she gathers the detective on the case as well as the victim's family members and br- brings them all together and reveals the truth to them. And she gives them two options. She says like, you can hand them to the police or you can take your own personal revenge. And they all vote to do the latter. And so they all take turns stabbing back with weapons of their choice. And he ends up getting buried and Gomja leaves uh, the gun that she made with him. And the story basically finishes up at the bakery while they all celebrate their children's birthdays. And there's this nice little moment with uh, Gomja and her daughter that kind of ties it all up. At the end. Damn it. Three minutes and 20 seconds. I'll Dang. Get, I'll get there. That was good. It's okay. Was I, got a, I, I set the score, guys. Mm. 323. Let's go. I mean, I think I can make it in two minutes, but I think it'd be very sparse. <laughs> <laughs> be like, cut it in half. Just major plot points. <laughs> <laughs> this person's alive, then they're dead. Yeah. Story over. It's like, what was that person's name again? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> they were a man. <laughs> yeah. And they were about this old. Uh, so, yeah, so there's that. Um, so, 
I'm gonna talk about something. So on my second watch through, things that I kind of realized compared to my first one. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think I picked up on the fact that the four kids in like the charms yeah. was like a twist. <laughs> like I remember watching this and going, oh. Oh, like I had a twist moment my second one, uh, and I was like thinking back, like why didn't I know, not remember this? Like yeah, like why didn't it hit? Yeah, I just remember like I just went along with it. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously <laughs> it's it's supposed to be a twist. Yeah, yeah, right. Like there's four different charms. Yeah, and then the marble, and she she realizes it, right? She's right. like, oh wow, this guy has been holding on to this marble for this whole time on right. it, like as a keychain and he sees she, and she sees all these other like charms on it yeah and she like puts two and two together and she's like oh shit <laughs> this <laughs> that, guy's been uh <laughs> this guy's been uh <laughs> on a spree yeah and so yeah that's that's definitely yeah a twist right and and that like sets the second act right essentially and yeah. it, it pushes into the second act with that right how did you miss that the first half? i don't know like, i mean yeah i mean it, you just probably watch it and you're like oh yeah i guess yeah, it is what it is right young young and ignorant mm-hmm. you know yeah but yeah i mean it's all like a very um show don't tell thing because there's really no dialogue in that whole scene yeah either it's just like her I mean, like her in shock yeah and just like her huge reaction and then she just beats the shit out yeah. of him. Murder <laughs> him. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then it goes into, like you said, kind of like the second half of the movie. Um, Let me see. Um, Yeah, I mean, just realizing, like, also how stylized the film is is one thing I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot how so... Like, we talked about it before, just how blockbuster this movie is, kind of. Mm. Just how, Even like, from the beginning, right? 100%. From the start. 100%. Like, even the title screen, the title, uh, yeah, the title shots, all of that, you know, with the the white and the red, mm-hmm. and then you see, like, you don't even see, like, whole parts, you just see, like, different parts of, like, the blood, uh, blood, and right, yeah, the blood turns into the makeup and her face <laughs> and the red eyeshadow and all that. It's just very stylized and yeah. it's, like, very blockbustery. <laughs> Typical like intro movie. Yeah, you you, you could kind of like see it from like maybe like a Bond movie or something. <laughs> exactly right? in the yeah. beginning, right? Exactly, just like like Deadpool or something. Mm, yeah, like just Deadpool like, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. But very well done. I I actually really like the, the title mm. shots and. He does that a lot. I mean, he did that for. Did he do that for old boy? He did that for old boy. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it was a. I mean, obviously different. But. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He did something along those lines. Along those lines. I like it. I I like when they have clever use of like putting in the titles and putting in like you know all the different you mm. know like the director or whatever like all the, the producer and putting oh, all yeah. those titles. Not it boring. Yeah, making it fun, like making it interesting. I I really feel like that's also part of like the filmmaking process, right? Right. Yeah. Like making that feel interesting. Yeah. Which I think um, if you when we watch Satoshi Kon like. That's what I liked about that movie, mm. um, Tokyo Godfathers too. Yeah, which is like the clever use of putting like the names and the different frames and stuff like that. Incorporate, yeah, I think yeah, I love that as well. Like when they incorporate it into the scene, like the movie's already playing, but it's like right. it's very um like um what's his name like Baby Driver, um, uh, Edgar Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. It's yeah. very like a v- Edgar Wright kind of thing. Mm. You know, he does that a lot. Yeah. Um. But yes, and that's kind of all I kind of picked up on. I mean, I've never seen this movie in the like regular version either. So 
you watched the fade to black and white version, right? Uh, well, t- yeah, when I watched it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you didn't watch it that this time around? No, no, when I watched it right now. Oh. Well, when I watched it this week, I, oh, okay, I okay. watched it black. Fade to black. Originally. Originally, I didn't. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It's, I can't even find the original version. Really? I don't think so. Oh. Yeah, I gotta, gotta do some extra digging. Well, the Korean ones are all, like, uh, original. Reg- oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I think the newer ones are all, like, fade to black. Probably, yeah. Because, like, I mean, I think it only came out in a DVD version. The Blu-ray version? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a... Like, so they probably just, like, whatever. Oh, yeah. But I, it's it's funny because now I just can't see it without it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, even just the way the story's told and, like, tonality and obviously thematically, like, it really fits. I mean, So he, much better. Yeah. Fade to Black. I mean, it's definitely... I definitely believe it was his intention to do it like that. Yeah. And it was, like... More of an afterthought to cut it, and then, but you know, obviously, whatever bonus he put it back in, because um, even um, I think in the regular version, he he uses the environments to sort of mute the colors um, in the film, even though it doesn't desaturate. Like in the beginning with the church, like everything is like bright colored red and blah blah blah, and then at, you know later on it's like the abandoned school building is more gray. Uh, she wears like black leather, like everything is kind of muted in the production. But it, like I said, it just kind of fits like in the movie holistically, obviously. Yeah, it makes so. a lot of sense, especially when the ending hits. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you kind of—it's great because you don't really even notice it until you kind of blink mm. a little bit. Um, when it's fading, yeah. you don't notice it, right? It's—it's it's very gradual, and I think that's the beauty beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's—it's it's not like oh, like a cut, and then everything else from there <laughs> is like black and white. But yeah. it's like a real. F- fade into yeah, yeah. into the black and that like really starts to happen once he gets captured well it it it's really you can really see it i think the most when um they like the two uh henchmen that he uh yeah. he hires mm-hmm. tries to kidnap um kidnap the main character and right. uh Kumjai and the daughter and that's mm-hmm. when you it really kind of starts heavily yeah. fading right and then by the time we get to the abandoned schoolhouse, right. it's it's really like fading. Yeah. yeah. Once like she gets the family members together, uh-huh. like then it's basically black and white, mm-hmm. much the entirety of it. But yeah, I was gonna point that out. Like that's definitely the moment where, like, it heavily shifts. Yeah. It, it it's especially it's like the moment like it really flips is when he when she uh, finally has Mister um, Beck in in the uh he's tied up yeah and yeah. then she starts like smacking him in the kitchen that's <laughs> yeah. like and then and then and then she like looks to towards the camera uh, that's when it's like really like oh like it's like turning to black <laughs> we're not in color world no anymore. we're not in we're, <laughs> no it's a whole different ball game no yeah uh what did you think of it though what did you think of what i think of the black and white uh, yeah. the fade to black i think it's i think it's perfect in terms of the themes and the way that the mo- the movie, what the things that the movie is trying to say, right? Like it's perfect that it's black and white, and and like well, not just black and white, the fade to black and white. Yeah, yeah. Because like there is a um, dialogue piece of dialogue that she says to Jenny at the very end mm. when she's like, like, um, be white, like yeah. be white, like this uh, cake that I have, right? Mm-hmm. And like. <laughs> yeah like black like that's perfect you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. she's telling jenny to not be 
you know tainted right yeah and like the black and white kind of represents that right there is no gray there is no like there is no like other colors right yeah. there is gray <laughs> there's no other colors there's just black <laughs> or there's white uh-huh. and there's no room for any other colors and just like like be pure like like black and white right, right? right. and then that is encapsulated in the film itself and i think yeah. that's a really perfect way to kind of um address that theme yeah and, and make that theme known in, in the film and just like the catharsis in that scene right and and just all of that like coming together like the snow coming down mm-hmm. the cake white and then you see that and she's black right like kumja's wearing all black yeah and, and she's and then the narration like jenny is doing the narration of mm-hmm. like like you know what she thought <laughs> during that time and like what she's thinking spoiler about. alert no I'm <laughs> what she's thinking about like like her mother and yeah. and like how she how she technically still didn't achieve salvation right like uh-huh. she's still but you know she's still okay a little better than yeah a little better than before yeah. and so yeah. like all of that i think is just really just perfectly encapsulated in that um 100%. fade to black 100 percent. yeah and even just um like on the opposite side too like it's black and white can kind of represent like both purity but also like starkness as well yeah. you know and that's the feeling that you get when it first shifts when the tone is like really down and like you know now we're in like a more mature space and also and like, like super it, brooding sorry to cut you no, off but good. also that that moment when um the parents are all in the yeah. in the classroom and like she's telling them like she's not telling she's showing them like yeah. all the videos and all of that's happening and mm. and i think the black and white kind of also represents the two choices that they have right 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 like you can either like you know go towards like the justice of the system system mm. systematic justice or you can Take have your, your own, own personal <laughs> justice and that's also like a black and white thing i feel like like there is no yeah exactly there is no like you know yeah other way yeah they just like they conversate about it there's really no like other way it's kind of like yeah you do this or you do that exactly yeah yeah and they also say like you can't just like cop out right like the one person was yeah, the one yeah, family yeah. was like oh i have like my my wife has heart issues <laughs> yeah it's like, I'm I'm like i don't think topic. we can do this it's like no like <laughs> everyone has heart issues here right now you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, yeah. what are you talking about and and that that also is like kind of showing like yeah like you can't like put one foot in and try to be on both sides you just exactly. have to yeah commit you're either part of this or you're not well we kill you <laughs> too. we kill you <laughs> you'll be buried right next to him yeah right on top of him yeah i mean even like to the movie itself right like when you watch the movie like i said it's kind of it's really split into like a first act and a second act and they're completely different movies mm. when you really think about it and like just having it black and white really cements like oh i'm in a whole different like space like yeah. i'm watching something completely different from, yeah, yeah yeah from what just happened you know what i mean and that really just, you know, adds to just everything else mm. in that sense. Um, which I'll kind of talk about later. But what kind of scene specifically did you really kind of like, did you really enjoy? Um, just mentioning the the the, uh, the scene with, in the classroom with the parents. And when they're starting to debate and talk about, yeah. like, what to do in that situation. Because uh, basically, Kumja gives them an ultimatum, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're like... He she says, you can either, you know, go with the justice system or you can, you know, take the matter into your own hands, yep. and and that scene 
like really like it's funny because before i would have never like thought about this way Mm -hmm. but watching it it really reminded me of like 12 angry men i don't know if you ever watched that movie yeah yeah, yeah. but it's it's basically a movie with it's it's basically a movie about these jurors who are trying to decide Mm. on a verdict for um this you know case right and they're like basically just stuck in this one room and they're like all discussing and it just felt so much like that for for some reason for me now that you mention it kind of yeah yeah 100 percent. and 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 it was just like a really like neat like little like reference that i just made (laughs) in my own mind yeah i like i because i obviously don't know if this was inspired right like i don't know his i don't know what uh what, his what the was. director's intentions <laughs> were in trying to you know create that scene yeah. but because of the black and white plus like that's like just the scene itself like it really yeah. like made me think oh wow like it's kind of like like it's, was this intentional like it's like formulaic or just like what kind of happens when you have like all those things together right. like like it's a black and white really adds to like oh that nostalgia feel to it but just having all those party members like in the room together having to the discuss tension, right right like i mean they literally are deciding the verdict of, of this one man of this one man yeah. together and also just the different personalities of mm. each family member or person in that room right yep. like i said like uh, i think it was the parents of one more they were like they were backing out and they were trying to make excuses and one person's like yeah. no like we're all in this like there's just different personalities all around you yeah and you know they inevitably inevitably have to come to a conclusion mm. you know and it's just like that vibe of we got to figure it out even if we all don't we come from different backgrounds and we may not agree with each other on a personal personal basis but we have to like figure out what's gonna yeah and, and yeah that's why I, I like that scene a lot more than if like when i watched it before like yeah, yeah. just like little things like that that kind of like helped me to appreciate that mm. like the scenes and and stuff like that, but yeah, that's that's one of the scenes I would say like I really enjoyed. Yeah, no, I I, I really like that scene. I actually really liked um, uh, the like. There's a lot of what I find about this movie is that there's a lot of like choices that he makes, like mm. in techniques and like editing and stuff that really are neat and cool. Yeah. And I just found myself like, oh, that's cool. And one of them is like the use of flash forwards. It's like when you first get introduced to the family, they're all sitting at the table and there's like a shot of them and there's like a quick flash of like their reaction like in the room. Like I really like that kind of setting the stage for what's literally going to happen in right. the next minute or two. Like the moment of the grandma like falling off the chair. Right, right. But that's like it show they show it before the actual like shot of exactly. her watching the right the video. And it like you know, I think in hindsight, it's well, why is that there? It feels a little redundant, but I, it just kind of adds to like the tone of it all a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah, it, just... it definitely adds to the like you. It, it makes you already like you. It puts you in in the shoes of those people, right? right yeah, it's kind of like gearing you up, um, almost like subconsciously to like you know, like now we're gonna go into this space. Yeah, you know what I mean, and not just like giving it to you out of the blue mm. and it's like here's a super like hardcore shocking topic of like these kids dying just out of nowhere it's just like we're gonna gear you up to what to kind of expect yeah like just kind of like a smooth way of like putting you in that zone mm. without explicitly telling you i think that was really necessary i think instead of just kind of flipping the switch 
has a shock all of a sudden yeah. in that way. Um, but I mean, he uses that technique uh, a few like just flash forwarding and obviously flashbacks with the uh, the prison mates. But when we first get introduced to Mister Beck as well, um, there's like that quick when when she shoots the dog, there's that quick shot of Mister Beck, right? And then we kind of I mean, it pieces that together. Like mm-hmm. this is the source of why she just co- yeah. murdered a dog for one. But then it immediately leads into the introduction of the antagonist of the movie, yeah. right? And he also shows the the moment, you know, when she's um, when all the news reporters are there and she's simulating the her like you know doing the murder or whatever, yeah. and like she looks up on the hill and like he's up there, like <laughs> right. it's like good job, <laughs> yeah, whatever, like that. Oh my god! All all of that, I think, you know, like is kind of adding to that, right? Yeah, and that's why that scene in particular is kind of why I said you have to watch this movie a second time. Mm. Like, just that scene alone, honestly. Just to, like, because you see it. Like, once you're watching the first half and that scene happens, it's just kind of, like, a bit of a teaser or a taste. But you still don't really know what's going on in the context of everything. And even, like, the moments when, like, they go back to her past when she was, like, really young, the teenage years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, her and, and how she... Uh, got involved with Mr. Beck and all that. Yeah. Like, all that comes, like, after. the exactly. fa- After, like, seeing all of the murder part, right? Yeah. It's all uncontextual. Yeah. Like, that's just the thing. There's no context, really, to yeah. it. You really have to, like, piece all of it together. Exactly. And then, right. like, there's also the stuff about, like, her being the witch. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. her also being so, like, kind and, like, nice and, like... The con- in the, the stark Yeah, the, and, and, like, the... The duality of that and mm. like figuring out okay so what does that mean and, exactly and, yeah because like you know like like she comes out of the um of the prison <laughs> and like you know the santa people are there <laughs> and, then, and then they start singing and then the, he she gives he the guy um like the, the preacher or whatever he gives the tofu to her and he like throws it uh, and you're like okay i thought she was supposed to be nice like what happened <laughs> like like all that like adds to the intrigue yeah exactly while you're watching it it's a mystery yeah yeah and um, I got into that bit because, like, I have a little... I think, like, my biggest quarrel, quote-unquote, is, like, with that. Like, really just the first act of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll get to it. Uh, I want to talk about some of my other favorite scenes. Um, I actually really like... There's one line that I love, and it's when... So she goes to one of the prison mates who's is married to this guy and they have a very like Bonnie and Clyde <laughs> relationship, oh, yeah. right? They like robbed the bank and that's why she was in prison. Uh-huh. And um, her husband's like, I don't know, like a mill worker or something like that. Um, and she brings him the specs for the guns and asks him to make it. And so when, once it's done, when she's back from Australia, he's like telling her about like how to use it, like what the range of the gun is. And he's like explaining what the range is. And he says, it's good if you can hear the heart beating and it's, even better if you can see the sweat on his forehead. Yeah. And then it followed by, like, the shot of, like, his arm and it drags. And you see his tattoo. Yeah. And a tattoo of, like, an arm shooting a gun leading up to his hand. It's an arm shooting a gun of another arm shooting a gun of another arm shooting a gun to his arm shooting a gun. gun. <laughs> it's just cool. Like, yeah. It, it is just, like, a neat thing. Yeah. Just little, like, little details like that are just so great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, so smart. Yeah. It's just, like, that's neat to see. It's like, 
this is the range. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be like here. Yeah. You know, like you want to be here. Yeah, <laughs> and just like the line is cool. Like yeah, like the 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 quip of the line. You and know? I like how it's referenced again when the yeah. kidnap scene happens. Yeah, and she's and like, then... even in that moment, she didn't forget the range. Yeah, she's like walk straight up to his composure. Hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you know those little like it's like the little things really kind of yeah. matter and they add uh, up to it. But mentioning that that scene, the uh, kidnap attempt scene. Mm. Uh, it's I think a neat little nod to old boys oh, action course. scene. Oh my god! You know? yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 take when she it's tracking her walking towards yeah, the, the yeah walking yeah. towards the guy. I mean the um, whole thing because like who are the two assassins? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sang Kang Ho and uh, what Sung was Kang the other Ho. guy? Oh, Shin Ha Kyung. Yeah, who are both the stars of? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you, bro. You infected my I brain. I got you. Memories of murder. You, you infected my <laughs> brain with this now. I... <laughs> the Mr. Vengeance. Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. So that was that was a cool like little cameo. Mm. And then he just dies two seconds in, you know. Yeah. What a waste of star power. I mean, I I, I like it. It's like that's no, really cool. Yeah, it, it's like you know, no, no mercy. It doesn't matter who you are. It's funny that all the protagonists in the last movies uh, are now the bad guys yeah. in this movie. Right. And I love the little nod of the news uh, newswoman. Yeah, yeah. As uh, Mido. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody is here. Everyone's My, here. I'll get into it later too, but like this movie is like truly just the conclusion of like the Vengeance trilogy. Yeah, just everyone's in it. Like everybody's in it, cast wise. Yeah. Like even like plot wise, thematic wise. Because yeah. like what's the feeling that you get at the end of this movie? It's like it feels conclusive, yeah. right? Like it yeah. feels hopeful. Versus the other movies, I didn't feel like that. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel like that at all. It's it's oddly, it oddly feels like redemption somehow. Yeah, yeah. at the end, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Whereas the other ones doesn't have that high note. Exactly. It ends on a low <laughs> note, almost. Or at least like in this movie, there's a possibility of like. She she can redeem herself. Yeah, there's a wants. possibility for sure. Right. Yeah. Um. The other thing is like, I really liked. So when they're like all the pa- parents and the family members are, st- I just love the shot of them sitting in a row yeah. on the bench waiting yeah. their turn, and they're all just like looking at the knives and putting on the things. Like all of that. Like I keep mentioning it every time it comes up, but. It, like it always reminds me of Wes Anderson's like the symmetry. Yeah, the like... symmetry of it. Like you know what I mean. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The beauty of the shot, like just the, the frame. Yeah. Like uh, another uh, moment like that is when the they finally find the videos and um, Kumja mm. shows the video to the detective and yeah. and detective in the middle and Kumja on the right and then the other woman, yeah. um, her friend on the left. And it's just that perfect, like, almost triangular, like... Yeah, because he's, like, the tallest. Yeah, he's the tallest. And just the two dy- the dy- the dynamic of Kumja, who's, like, just, like, so stoic. <laughs> and then the other other the friend who's, like, like, just doesn't care. She's, like, whatever like, about over, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the middle, you just have him, like, about to throw up and he yeah. leaves. It's just, like, very... I don't know. It works really well, you know? Like, mm. it just it just feels... Like there's a kind of like uh, purpose. There's a purpose to it, obviously, and right. and there's almost like a harmony in the shot and in the scene. Yeah, which I really love about 
like his movies. Mm-hmm. Everything just kind of fits together. Yeah, yeah. like it, it feels like it's meant to be like that. Yeah, like yeah. even when you mentioned the the gun of like the arm and the gun and the like, feels like that's it should be like that, right? right like yeah, yeah. it had to be like that. Like that's so you good. You can't do that tattoo without doing that shot, right? Like, basically, and and, right? and it feels good. Like it feels like it's right. Yeah, yeah. And and that's like something that's like so hard i feel like to achieve in in films unless mm. you really 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 like understand what you want to do and like exactly. have that vision of it which is clearly shown in this movie like mm. clearly every movie he's been doing so far that we've seen has that element and, and i just love that about it yeah that clear like intention mm. like it, nothing is left to chance right. like everything it, it's like there for a reason mm. and and that's like a mark of a true like you know director yeah i think it's a hard thing to do i mean it's really like like it's really good but it's always like it almost feels kind of intuitive because we're always playing towards natural like the word natural is yeah. such a like kick in the butt you know uh, it's like you know like when performance and like attracting people we want to get like right. natural something but like wh- what we're talking about now is like unnatural it's like, no, it's it, not yeah. natural at all. Because nothing is left to chance. Like we, right. this is specific for this thing. You know what I mean? I I don't I don't really like the word natural because mm. I don't think film is natural at all. Right. But I think there is an element of believability, maybe that mm. that I think people want to see. But more or less, like it doesn't necessarily have to be natural, right? Like, like I don't think people. Some people might, but I don't think most people don't expect like natural while while they're watching a movie but they do expect a semblance of like being able to believe in what's happening right right which yeah yeah agreed i, I definitely agree with you there though yeah just like when the husband takes out the axe and he's like is that stick I, I love the little black like little bits of black comedy in yeah, the movie yeah like that moment when he has he's the like, axe i think i'm okay yeah <laughs> Are you gonna be okay with that knife? I with with that like little like, thing, piece of. Like, I can lend you mine. If you yeah, know. yeah. Just like, like I think my favorite is, <laughs> just like the 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 um what's the word I'm looking for? Not parallel, but a juxtaposition of when the the wife goes in because the husband can't like take it. Yeah. So you go. She goes in for the both of them. And the detective is the one who's explaining. Oh yeah, the stabbing procedure. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, "Don't hold it like this. Hold Just it hold like it like this, this, and you go firm in here, or you can cut yourself, or go from the top." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just like it's so smart, like him, like having him be the one to do yeah. that, you know. And and this like motion just reminds me of a uh, psycho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just great. But uh, just going back to the little details, I, I and and stuff like that. I really like. I I liked the staging of the scene when um, it's that scene in the sauna where it's like the woman is like, you know, the the prisoner, oh, okay, okay, the two yeah, prisoners, yeah, yeah. and then it's the witch, the original witch, yeah, and then the and then the prisoner, and then in the back there's like. Kumja in the back who's yeah. like working on the making the it slippery with the soap but like y- you never really get the context that she yeah, is because yeah. the blur it's the depth of focus and it's blurred out you so can you miss don't... it I've missed it so many times it took me so late to even be like yeah oh oh yeah like she's de- she's clearly like there is a spot in the frame for her to do yeah. exactly that like it, it's definitely like there 
Yeah. It's intentionally blurred out, but it's intentionally, um, they intentionally yeah. made it so that you can see yeah. the blurred out person in the back doing something, right? Exactly. And then at the end, and one, it's like, like intentionally taking your attention away. Right. Right. Yeah. And at the end of the scene, like you know, the payoff, <laughs> it's just like great. And then that's a little like, the little, like the staging and and the, you know how the how they thought about doing that and all that. Like right. works so well, and then it's it's really well thought out, right? Mm. In in the context of the film and what they wanted to achieve for that scene, exactly. and that's what I like about this movie is like those things are you can see it and you can tell. Oh, uh, uh, this person has clearly thought about what they wanted this scene to how they wanted this scene to play out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And how to go about it and mm-hmm. what it's gonna look like. It pays off. I mean, it really pays off. You know. Yeah. And it's a little like you know black comedy bit too there right <laughs> she like pays with yeah. the soap <laughs> it's the kind hearted uh-huh. the kind hearted yeah uh, any gripes that you have with this movie um I always thought the scene well not the scene but the relationship between um Mr. Peck and his wife was weird or like oh it just kind of felt like it, like sure. it was not weird per se but like out of the blue like yeah. that when the, when we were first introduced to the fact that he has a wife, mm, and then yeah, yeah. and then like you know, that moment I was like, like he has a wife? Question mark. But also the fact that like she was in the jail, oh yeah, and yeah, all yeah. Of that kind of almost felt a little too coincidental, you know, like. Well, I mean, like it was, but wasn't. Yeah, you have to listen to like the the audio dialogue. Well, no, obviously, yeah, right, but right. I just feel like it was a little like like. Too, no. <laughs> it, it felt a little too, yeah. like everything fell in line too well. Yeah, yeah. But like obviously, like she's like a gold digger or whatever, and like mm. you know she kind of has the skill set to, you know, do that. Do that Bro, she but. got like what two jobs to chase after him uh-huh. that she explained. She like he was working at as a school teacher, and I think she like applied to the school. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then she found out like through there that he was gonna go buy a car, so she worked at the dealership. And then she turned out to be the one to sell him the car. Yeah. And, like, that's how they met or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's, like, old boy level of <laughs> you know, planning, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's, like, on some crazy, crazy stuff. But I think it, the the reason it might be kind of, you know, I feel like that might be because it's all done through dialogue. <laughs> right, exactly. And I, I didn't, I missed it, too. And I, I didn't really pick that up until I went back and, like, like doing my notes and really had to, yeah. kind of like, dig into the scene. Because, like, I mean, like, Especially the pacing in that act of the movie just moves so fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, like, that would be my one, like, little gripe. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, not me knowing Korean, so, like, I have to read subtitles. Mm. And, like, it's much more easier to kind of drop little yeah. tits, bits like that. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest, or not my biggest, one of my gripes is um, maybe with uh, uh, Gon- Gonsik, the young bakery baker, kid. Yeah. Like, what is really his purpose in the movie? Like, what mm-hmm. does he honestly contribute to the whole thing, you know? It's what I asked myself, like, going back, like, early on and, like, as I was, like, skimming through the movie again to, like, really find out. And it's... I couldn't answer the question, to be honest. I would say, like, an element of innocence. Like, element element right. of, like, just another, like... Yeah. A foil, almost, to... Kumja and 
character who she is and who he is kind of like revealing a side of her like you know well mm. just kind of reminding her of um the child that she killed right you know well it's here's a problem it's like there are there exist counter arguments to that like that's kind of what i thought a little bit too and i was really thinking of the scene where like when she sleeps with him right afterward then she kind of explains from her side like the kidnapping and that in fact like she was blackmailed like beck basically kidnapped her daughter and then she was blackmailed and that's why she had to um plead guilty yeah like that could have kind of really been done anywhere else to be honest kind of but it's like you know just the fact that there's like counter arguments and that you know there are other replacements doesn't make it feel just doesn't make it feel strong enough for him to be in it in a way mm-hmm. like particularly with how tight the story and the characters and everything works in this movie as is like especially like you have jenny like if you wanted to kind of like jenny really does represent like the purity in her and like the opportunity to you know seek redemption in that i think i think jenny represents more of the the possibility of a continuation of revenge but it's stopping um right. at kumja and not going on to jenny because the moment uh, the moment when jenny writes a letter and then she reads it she translates the uh, letter kumja translates the re- letter yeah and she starts reading it out loud um I think that's the moment of like the possibility of a a cycle of revenge, right? Because right. Okay, because right. Jenny okay. Jenny starts talking about like well, I will never forgive you and yeah, all yeah, that, yeah. and you have to f- at least say sorry three times, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and she says like the not generous Jenny, right? And all of that kind of alludes to the possibility, or even almost like. The mm. genetics of revenge like just living in like through you know through jenny but the ending kind of showing that that the cycle is broken mm. and so i think that jenny is not necessarily an embodiment of purity per se but more of an embodiment of the possibility of another revenge and sure. that re- and that revenge kind of like no longer happening because of obviously the ending and what that ending implies yeah, yeah. whereas i think um uh one what was his name one um, right? yeah, yeah. Um, i think Gonji. him is more of like this innocence and and kind of like the almost the innocence that she could have had right given uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. given that she it, that she didn't go through all of this um mm-hmm. and all of these different things and him being a baker is also kind of representative of that because, you know, she's really good at you know, yeah. being a baker. They basically and, are like, and they're are in the same kind of sphere. Yeah, right. Way, kind but. of, yeah, same kind of sphere, and he is kind of what she could have been almost exactly. in one sense. Yeah. Well, that's really. I mean, like supporting that, she really projects a lot of of that message into him. Like you know, she tells him. Oh, when I was your age, like when when uh, the detective finds out when he goes to the bakery and then meets her for the first time, yeah. and he's they're inquiring like, like who was that guy? And she's saying like, oh, you know, when I was your age, you know, th- when I went to jail and such like that. But she's yeah. like constantly projecting like, this is what my life was like when I was your yeah. age, and I could have been like this, you know, in this amount of time. 
but yeah, I mean, that's just my own kind of idea of yeah. why he, maybe not needed, but why he is there. Sure. But to your point, I, I do think he is not the strongest, like, <laughs> you know, part of the movie. Uh-huh. But I don't think it's necessarily, like, detrimental to the movie at all. Yeah, I agree. Um, it was kind of weird having him at the end, <laughs> which is kind of funny, where he's, like, following he's her. observing them having then, a moment. <laughs> yeah, and then he's, all, like, you know, doing the the snow thing licking the snow or whatever he's part of the hope which i feel like could have just have been with you know kim jai and the daughter but yeah you know it's it is what it is (laughs) it is what it is (laughs) it is what it is is. yeah um i i think i feel um i think i feel the same way that you feel about the other scene that you had the gripe with Mm -hmm. with uh with um the wife yeah i think i feel the same way with just like Gumja visiting Jenny in Australia. Mm. Like, it's just a wacky scene. Yeah. It's so. But I think they played it well in the sense that they didn't try to go with all the dialogue and stuff, but mm. kind of. They really kind of went with the Wes Anderson feel. Yeah. Where it's just like, show the shot, <laughs> show the weird stuff happening, and yeah. then next. <laughs> next thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like a quick. It felt like. A, I mean, it was literally a detour. Yeah. To be honest. But like a quick thing to get her into Korea, uh-huh. I guess, to continue uh-huh. on with the story. Yeah. In a weird way. But yeah. I mean it adds to like the comedy and kind of like plays into that. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is probably the only way to really do that. Yeah. But like I mean, you look at it like I was watching, I was like, Man, this whole thing is like Weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's for sure. It's so wild. I do agree, it's very weird. Like they get drunk and then like yeah. Uh, who vibes like that with the, like the mom that comes out of nowhere that's yeah like i want to see your kids back what did you yeah. think about the part where the um the foster parents come back come to korea mm-hmm. and then they try to take jenny yeah. but then they're in the room and like they're laying down and then jenny is like laying down between them yeah what, were they trying to kill themselves i don't know like like it was weird it was like the smoke right yeah the smoke was yeah, happening yeah. but i thought it was coming from like the other apartment or something like i thought yeah, it was like, coming like out of the walls or something so like i that. was watching that and I'll, i i didn't quite fully like make out what it was exactly yeah i don't know or, like the intention of it but my my like my guess was that like they were trying to kill themselves with jenny which doesn't make sense room. either though but, but that doesn't make sense and exactly it's kind of weird and then jenny wakes up and then she starts going out and looking for uh-huh. kumja or whatever but kind of weird that's also kind of like left field. <laughs> yeah. That's something that you don't fully think about, but like it's there. You think it's from the candles? It, I, that's what I was thinking too. Maybe it was from the candles. Right. Because they are like, before they leave, they are like rummaging through everything and like <laughs> going through the candles and stuff. And right, right. Changing the candles and stuff like that. Yeah. And I just couldn't fully make out like why they were doing the stuff that they were doing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the smoke part doesn't make sense. I mean, like I get like, I I get them taking Jenny back to Australia. Right. I would I would have understand understood yeah. that, but it was just like the but then after that it was like the sequence of them like laying on the bed. Yeah. And then her like Jenny also laying on the bed. And uh-huh. like, what that what, what, like so like my my thought was like oh, oh maybe they're trying to like commit suicide. End it all. End it all. But like it just kind of didn't f- feel like it was like it made. But that's complete not. sense or like you know it was kind of <laughs> felt like it came out from left field yeah so there was never so bottom line is just i just didn't 
understand the full intent of that scene. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. I mean, like, like Jenny has to wake up to obviously go after her mom for some reason in that scene, right? Which is like, is that a cop out just to achieve that? Maybe, yeah, right? Exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. So, like, it, it, I, I wouldn't say it was the best. Like, it was the <laughs> most comprehensible right. scene. He's <laughs> like, you know, he does so well in all the other scenes. Yeah, yeah. That I felt like this one kind of felt fell off a little. Like why? Yeah. They should have just brought back one more. Like, mm-hmm. remember, because before that, she has she sees him like when she's like half asleep, half awake, and then she goes back to sleep. Like, if they wanted to wake her up again, like he could have just done that. Mm. Like that would have been fine. Yeah, it's like surreal. It's like supernatural. But that's obviously his style, and that's like constantly, especially in this movie, it happens quite a lot. Yeah, like that would have worked. Like it would have been fine. I don't know. I'm not giving like a pro filmmaking tips or anything. <laughs> you know, no. I mean, I, I it just you know I just thought it was interestingly weird. <laughs> yeah, I think you mentioned. It. I almost forgot about that. One, yeah. Too. Um. Yeah, I I think that that too though adds to like technique wise, what I think is cool is like the use of um like the supernatural in those elements. Mm. Like like obviously with one mole and um Jenny sees her him and then even um eventually Gomja sees him after she um when she goes to the bathroom in the bakery. Yeah. And then like <laughs> you know, he turns older to like the age that he would be. And then she's like she doesn't even ap- she can't apologize. She's not allowed to apologize, you know? Yeah. So that was kind of cool. And even in like and him turning into uh, <laughs> oh. what's his name? I forgot. Um, Wujin. Wujin. Yeah. Callbacks. Um, but even like in the flashback with the first inmate that were introduced, the one that was like her lover, or whatever. And then when, once it's like her, like when she's recalling why she's in there, right? And it's like her pimp is in the room with her in the cell. And like the the like the memory is happening in real time, like that's kind of cool to do. And then with the um, Mr. Beck's wife, when she's recalling her past, right? She's like breaking the fourth wall and talking to the camera, like all these kind of like neat little things that grab your attention. Like yeah. those are those are really cool to see. Um, but yeah, my other gripe I think is just with the whole first act. Whenever I watch when I watch it again too, it's hard to. We kind of talked about it. It's hard to just like piece together like the narrative a bit just because like it's it's all fast-paced right and it's it's like basically a mystery movie a little bit mm. it's like it's like a heist film because you have all these uh inmates yeah that she's going back to for the favor yeah and each one has their own specialty yeah yeah had like specialty but then we, they get their own moment they get their own scene of like you know in the cell what they went in for like yeah. how they relate to her and it's like my problem was, is obviously she's like we're following Gomja who's the protagonist, and like we know that she has this like plan, quote unquote. She's going to all these, you know, her old cellmates for this plan. Yeah, but we don't even know anything about Gomja mm. really at that point. But we're like, it's like, and every time we get a clue as to like what happened to her and like what her plan even is, yeah. it's like we're suddenly distracted by some other like side plot. That yeah. doesn't really add on to like the bigger plot of what matters, and so it's just like I get something that I'm distracted, and it's like I don't really care about that too much. And then by the time, by the time like when it matters, like the halfway point of once they capture Mister Beck, like after the other inmates' background, you're kind of expected to know 
like her background already. Yeah. Like you're, you're supposed to have the full picture because it really pretty much goes straight into like right. the revenge portion of it all. I think the biggest problem there um, is I, I, I actually do agree with you. I think that the intention was to create almost like an Ocean's Eleven of yeah. revenge uh-huh. <laughs> um, with all of these different characters and with their specialties and kind of having that as a way of um, producing the perfect revenge, right? Right. For Kumja. And like she's the one orchestrating it, almost like uh, I think the Brad Pitt character in, yeah, yeah. in Ocean's Eleven or whatever. But I think the big issue here is that in Ocean's Eleven, you are with the crew the whole time, right? Yeah. Whereas this one, it's like once we get to that midpoint, it's all about Kumja and no longer exactly you know, like the other characters are kind of like second, yeah. second. They're replaced with the second, family members, right? They're yeah. replaced with the family members, so it's like a completely different movie for the second half. Yeah, and so I can see why that would kind of weaken yeah. this foundation, the foundational structure of the first act, um, because it does that flip. Yeah, um, the saving grace is that. He's still a good enough director to <laughs> yeah. make the second half just as interesting, <laughs> and and I think that the new cast of like the parents and all of that and the tension and all that feels good enough right. and 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 it's interesting enough and and he does have the the solid like through line of the of Kumja and the revenge and and setting up um, Mister Peck as the villain and all yeah. that yeah so it, it still works really well. It's just like you said. It does kind of feel like they're kind of throwing it thrown out, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. which they are. Like, <laughs> which like, yeah, they yeah. kind of are, or or like they serve a very like minimal role, right? Yeah, and and almost like you because of the setup, you almost feel like they are supposed to have a bigger role, maybe. Right, right. Like it's like for for um the woman who does the sculptures, right? Uh-huh. Who comes in. And like she basically is like you know slave to the witch or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and like they're all slaves to her, right? Obviously, but like like there is yeah. that like huge setup there, and then all she does is like make this like little, little thing, ornament yeah, for the ornament gun. for the, and 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 it it just felt very small, yeah, like yeah. the payoff felt very small compared to all of that setup. Everything we just saw, for, right? Yeah. And so in that sense, it kind of feels like kind of a little weak. But thinking about it almost as not, so I I think it's it's the perspective thing. It's like like if you think of it as like a Ocean's Eleven like almost thing, mm. and having it be this like big crew and imagining it as this big like cast, um, yeah. cast movie, I think you would go down a wrong road. But you kind of have to think of it as just. The things that Kumja, all of the things that Kumja is doing, yeah. the plan that she's making, and all the little strings that she's pulling, yeah, and that's how you kind of have to see it for it to kind of feel a lot better. Yeah, it's 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 wholly like Kumja. Yeah, like, it's like, all about Kumja. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like that's that's what we really have to kind of get. And that's like, uh, I mean, that's like the like that's playing devil's advocate, but that's like you know the two faced coin kind of thing because it's like like you said in that one sense, it's really hurting the film. In, in like a broad way but if you think of it like i said as as just being gomja like it supports her character as the same right like she's the kind-hearted witch or whatever and like you said she has this whole past life of being like kind-hearted and whatever and then when she comes out of jail she's like nobody matters like, yeah like 
I literally did all that just to use you guys mm. for my revenge. Um, and it's just kind of like basically explaining that. And so when you see it like that, it's like, oh, like, okay, it all kind of matters because it's supporting like who Gonja is. Like, yeah. it's really just all about her and she cares like little about anybody else. Yeah. And she just wants her revenge. And then it isn't up until she finds out about the other children that the tables turn and it's no longer about her. Right. It's about the family. It's about, because she's part of the right. victims, right? She's part of the victims. So it's like when you, that's like the same, like I said, that's really the saving grace of it. Mm. But that's like something that you really got to pull yourself. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you got to like, to understand that, like you got to pull that interpretation yourself. I mean, I mean, I don't think, you know, people who are watching this movie don't yeah. go with, I don't think they go that deeply into right, it, right. right? They just watch it for what it is. It's entertaining. And so I think it's, it's like, yeah, it, I think it's definitely entertaining. And, and it has a lot more moments that pop out that are, like, explicitly black comedy and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like like the moment with the soap or, like, the moment um, when, you know, like, the axe moment mm-hmm. and, like, stuff like that are all... The priest. Like very, huh? The, the priest. priest. Yeah, like all of that are very like, you know, explicitly like just, just shown like oh like and I think that really caters towards the general audience a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Interesting way to play. Like, like I like we're just breaking it down into very like, you know, just we're being picky picky. <laughs> yeah. And then just kind of trying to see like the influences and kind of the different like the thought process of like what he might have thought. Right. In terms of like the structure of the movie, right, right, but I don't think that necessarily um, is good or bad, right? Yeah, I think I think it's just a matter of us trying to decipher it and understand trying to like it. understand it a little bit more in right. in in terms that we un- we already know, mm-hmm. which is why we're using all these things. But yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end it. of the day, I think if the movie works, it works, right? Right. Yeah. Like even like uh, even like if there is plot holes or like certain things, I don't think it's truly as important. Like mm. the fact that there is plot holes, if the movie thematically and overall makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, like you know, for me, it's it really it, the only question that I ask for like, is it a good movie? Is like, did I find that movie entertaining? Because mm. at the end of the day, that's that's really all movies are. It's yeah, a, it's an, it's entertainment, you know. But like you know, like I, there's plot holes in every movie, you right? Know? Right. Like, yeah. If you dig deep enough. Yeah. Obviously. Exactly. So like, it, it's not that you know, you want a perfect, like plot, like whole list movie. Yeah, it's yeah. it's about like how these different elements aid in telling the mo- telling the Everything the else. story and yeah. and making it interesting and fun. But I mean, you know, I think everything that we're talking about caters to, you know, the replayability of this movie. Like I said, there's a lot that you can unpack by mm. seeing it again. You know, this kind of discussion that we're having, you know, for me anyway, is really coming out of the second watch. Yeah. And like really kind of, like I said, we're really understanding it and piecing it together and, you know, missing links that I didn't find the first Yeah, time. but like breaking it down like this, it's actually really interesting just how many almost genres that he just starts mashing together yeah, almost right he's such a like he is this movie is like super genre right like and think about like, it like so there's like we talked about almost that that heist yeah like structure there's also the, the 12 angry men structure <laughs> in it there's also the mystery element of it right like there's also the obviously the revenge element the almost the thriller element in the middle exactly. with the action like when when she's almost getting kidnapped yeah and 
all and almost like the black comedy bits that are like sparsed into it. Yeah, it's like like the first act is Ocean's Eleven of like this master revenge plan. The, that she no, has. no, the first beginning is like the mystery part of it. Oh yeah, then, piecing together. Yeah, and then it goes, together, and yeah, then it goes into the Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, the yeah, heist. Yeah, yeah. And then like then the flip is like. And then it goes into crime the, the, the yeah, yeah gritty yeah, crime, yeah. the thriller, thriller, almost like the cat and mouse. Yeah, yeah, just like a de- like a detective solving uh-huh. case kind of thing. Yeah, and then and it's really like it's the dark comedy that glues it all together. Right, really. and then and then I, and then once that happens, we go into the the court the court the <laughs> courtroom, courtroom like drama. drama. <laughs> <A little bit. laughs> and then it ends as like a family drama. <laughs> <laughs> it just put everything in it. <laughs> This is put everything into uh, it. It's all there. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, like I said, super genre, but, you know, he plays it so well. Like, he really is using it to his advantage. Yeah. And I, that's, like, really key. That's really um, that's really him. Like, honestly, like, that and Old Boy, that's really kind of his style now, you know? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, you know, as, um, as like, a... Like it talked about as a conclusive story, like this movie really just feels uh, so different than the other three. Um, I mean, just for it's an ending alone. And the other two, yeah. Like, like we said, it's super conclusive. Like, not only is it a like we said, like a Ocean's Eleven kind of uh, ensemble cast feel, but it's an ensemble cast for the Vengeance trilogy. Like mm. everybody's in it. Everyone's in it. Everyone is in it. They have yeah. a part somewhere. You know, it's it's really about the same theme, but um, completely varied. Like, really changed it up all the way through. Mm. Where, uh, well, I was reading, he explains it really well. So I, I found this um, this interview, and he was saying, for me, it's an antidote to like he's kind of explaining why he put a female in this role rather versus a man. So I guess the antidote to the masculinity, the uh, impulse, violence, and explosions of rage and hate. In the first two films, yeah. So, Lady Vengeance is about femininity, calculating femininity, <laughs> um, atonement, and the search for forgiveness and salvation. And humor is an important element. If Sympathy for Mister Vengeance dealt with social issues, and Old Boy was mythical, then Lady Vengeance is a fairy tale, mm. and humor plays a key role in making it into a fairy tale. And so, I mean, that really like upplays the movie. It's you know, fairy tale, or for me, it was like more like spiritual because obviously, you know, spirituality has a huge thing with her. Um, but like, just this movie is so soft compared to the other two movies mm. as well. And like, like you know, I was kind of looking, and um, he was saying like it's not really, or he wouldn't consider it to be a feminist film, and I wouldn't say it's like purely feminist film either. But it's a movie that has like a a woman's touch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Definitely. So, like, it's it's just soft, and versus like you know, in the other two where it's really hard boiled vengeance, and it's really playing to like, you know, if like the conclusion to revenge is just like violence leads to more violence, and the things that we talked about the last two episodes, this movie is like flipping the table, and like there is an opportunity for atonement. There's an yeah. opportunity to exactly like it, it feels like the first two movies feels like it's stuck in the loop, yeah, right, in terms of the circle of violence, whereas this one kind of breaks that. Right, and I think that that's almost almost a feminine thing, like like understanding and coming to terms with, and yeah. finally like you know making the atonement and making you know coming to terms with that. And I think 
the scene at the end with Jenny and Kimja like really kind of pu- pushes that and, yeah. and emphasizes that. Right. You know, and also too, just like even in story where if old boy's a little different, like, you know, in the both two movies, you feel that like the characters lost everything out of like their only goal is to seek revenge because they lost everything. And after they got revenge, like they were still left with nothing at the end. And that's why there was like, you know, that feeling of just dread and like hopelessness and, you know, just kind of like emptiness at the end. Like it really doesn't breed, um, you know, like satisfaction. But here, because of Jenny, like she has something Mm -hmm. at the end of it. She didn't lose everything. Right. And she still has something to live for. Yeah. Whereas the other one, well, the first one, he's dead. Yeah. Second <laughs> one, second one, he's he's lost everything, even his own like will to live almost, right? Right. Whereas this one, like, she still has, and and she says it herself. She's like, I don't, I don't know, like, if I'm like deserving of that, right? Right. Yeah. But she still has Jenny at the end. Yeah. And um, and so yeah, that definitely is different. Yeah. And I think. It's yeah, you know, like you said, it's it's a really good like bow at the end of this trilogy, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Um, because it it shows that there can be something more to more than just do, having revenge. And I think one of the reasons why it allows for that too is because I think that moment in the middle, that that turning point, right. um, if she realized that she, the guy had killed all all the other children and she still took revenge on her own mm. i think it would have been a very different movie you know right, what i mean yeah. in terms of like what it meant yeah and then i think that the fact that she instead of getting revenge on her own terms but kind of um brought in all these other people mm. and kind of had them to, like it's funny because it, it's almost like it. It's like it's no longer a personal revenge. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. It's it's more like they became their own little uh, justice system. Yeah. Ironically. Yeah. Right. And 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 the fact that she pushed aside her own personal vengeance mm-hmm. to incorporate other people and and kind of um, respect their you know. Yeah. their like their situation and have them also come in and and it's it's kind of funny because it's like they're still ha- getting revenge and it's still brutal and still like yeah. right and they're still putting judgment on this person uh-huh. but i think the fact that fact is that every person has that right every person in like every person has that desire to have justice and have vengeance and have almost like you know well Revenge is just like the next step of of justice, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just like I will take justice into my own hands. Yeah. But I think Kumja was like, I was about to do that, but then now I kind of um, put aware. it into yeah. into the hands of of the many. Right. And I think that kind of um, it might not be the explicit message, but I think that still is a relevant message or like a point in yeah. the movie that it's trying to make. Yeah, yeah, and it's really like I think counter argumentative or counter, like it's a counter message to everything else that we've seen because right, you know everything that we've seen is revenge is a very personal thing, mm-hmm. like it is a very like it is just a personal, um, you know, feeling or like enactment or impulse, yeah, and, and it is a very impulsive thing, 
But because once she found out that it was no longer just her own um, ordeal, ordeal, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, she chose to you know open it up to the other people because I mean We're they all, all feel suffering. the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that just counterplays everything else because she could have done you know yeah, she could just kill them herself. Exactly. And she already was in that position too. Yeah. So it's like I don't know. I don't want to say like kind of the answer is to like open it up, We're but like, it, it, but it, in but one sense it kind of is because like if you yeah. if you kind of think about like even just like the right way to deal with it, right? It's right. like to go to the cops or whatever, right? Like that is kind of like opening up to the masses, right? Yeah, yeah. And letting the people decide almost like it's like don't let it be personal, is really right? Like, it's kind of what and 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 the redemption at the end is like she doesn't feel like. Well, she doesn't lose everything, right? Because of right, that. Because right. if it is a personal, if it's just solely personal, right? Yeah. She probably would have lost everything, right? And then, and even like the end where she was trying to take Jenny back to Australia or like mm. send her back to Australia too. Like she already had her in her heart, like, I can't be with her anymore. Yeah. But I feel like at the end, it, it kind of changes that, right? Right. Like that, that has changed at the end. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, you know, funny enough too, like she wasn't the one that even, like she had no physical part in like at, of the execution at right. the end of the day, right. you know, she like really let the other party members do it. You know, she was just kind of, she was right. just an orchestrator. She just, just shot the dead body. Yeah. It's <laughs> <like>, cool. <laughs> I put my two pieces in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. You know, but yeah, too, like I said, I mean, that, uh, just that bakery scene where they all celebrate their kids' birthdays is really powerful, but really uh, opens up to, you know, I was I was kind of reading and Park Joke was saying, like, um, you know, that they're all in it. Like, it had to be a unanimous um, thing, yeah. right? And um, you know, obviously she kind of threatened them, like, well, if one of you guys back out, we're like, tell the cops I've or killed whatever. People <laughs> you know what I'm capable of. <laughs> I'll find you. You know what I mean? But as like you know, once like they're all doing the execution, it's like kind of culminating to like. They're all part of it. Yeah. You know, they all, like, take that picture together for, like, you know, evidence, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, a blackmail thing. But once they all have, are at that table together and they're celebrating and they're eating the cake, like, none of them leave. They all have, like, their shared moment. Like, none of them want to be alone, mm-hmm. like, in that moment, you know? Yeah. They all have, like, a weird shared unity of... A of, bond, almost. A bond, yeah, of, like, you know, you do that revenge and then you feel empty or guilt afterward. Right. But they're not experiencing it alone. The comfort of people and, and, and being able to share the yeah the burden of suffering together. Exactly. And maybe that is the the message of the story. <laughs> Interesting enough. Suffer right? together. Right? Because but, yeah. like like you said, but it it is it points to the fact that the other two films, the, all the characters, they are very alone, right? Like mm-hmm. they all sought revenge alone and it was very personal and they were left alone, right? Yeah. Like they had nobody else around yeah. them. And they were and like all those characters fell. I mean, like Sang Ong and um, you know Min Sik, they both like felt the gravity of like what they did. Like right. when they like at the end of the day, once it was done, it was like they both paid for the price. Yeah. The price of that it happened. But even just like I feel on a personal level too, like it just all like came crashing down, like just an unbearable weight of it. But with these group of people, like they all shared it. You know, it wasn't the same if it was just one person kind of right. bearing the whole thing, you know? Exactly. So. Agreed. 
it was what it it was what it happened. It's just like smart. It's like so refreshing and it feels like I said like conclusive and just on the opposite spectrum of the other two stories. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, anything else you wanted to add? I did like the scene when the when Kumja is hugging the daughter mm-hmm. and she starts. You know, it's it's the translation part when she's, uh, one when, when uh Mister Peck is translating, uh, Kumja's apology, <laughs> and she starts hugging the daughter, yeah, and daughter behind her back, is like counting the number of times she said sorry. I really like that. Yeah, I really like that little touch. Just like that scene, and then the scene before it is just perfect tie-ins. Like mm-hmm. it's like I said, like it's all purposeful. Yeah, because like before that, right? That's when um. She ties up uh, Beck and then Jenny sleeping as she finds the note. And then there's like that montage of her deciphering the note into Korean. Yeah. And um, she finds out like she reads the notes and she's like she knows that Jenny wants an apology and like lists her terms. Yeah. And then right after that is when she basically does exactly that. She confesses and explains why she abandoned her and then does the apology three times. Like it just goes like beat right after the next beat, you know. But it plays really well, like, scene and shot-wise. I love the 360 shot, and, like, they composite Jenny into it, you know? Yeah. So that was really cool. And then Beck to, like, translate. It's so, like, it's the same thing with, like, the detective teaching, like, stabbing. It's just so the juxtaposition of that, it's great. you know? Yeah. So that's, that's all pretty cool. Making use of his uh, teaching skills. <laughs> his, his English. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's one. Of, it's funny that it's, like, this movie is like the only movie where the person that is like the pr- antagonist or the person that is being taken revenge on like has such little like involvement in the story I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, yeah. Like Mr. Beck is really just the bad guy. Yeah. And nothing more. You know, like we don't sympathize with him at all. Versus the other two, we have at least some understanding of the other guys yeah but this one it's like he's just, he's just an asshole <laughs> yeah. he's just a complete dj he, de- he deserved an axe to wherever yeah. that guy did yeah but yeah i mean pretty cool pretty good movie definitely the most entertaining of the three i don't know i don't know like i think old boy is still just like special i mean way. i mean they're all entertaining um yeah. but I, I i just like the movie i don't know why maybe it's yeah, because yeah. of the refreshing that aspect of it i think so well, and also i like i like movies that kind of are like ends with a high note mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's why i probably like this movie the most i mean it's the, like easiest to watch for sure <laughs> you know it's funny because it is the easiest watch yeah. but there are scenes that are really brutal like, oh, yeah. like I mean, especially really? when the kids are crying oh, yeah. and then there, there's that scene when the kid is literally like has a noose around his neck and then the the juxtaposition of the kid, falling. like the falling, and then and the, the woman, grandma. Yeah, that dude, was... that is just like, don't show me a scene yeah. like that, bro. <laughs> he pulls no punches. Yeah, but like... and, and the beauty of that shot too is he doesn't. He's not even showing the actual like exactly. kid falling, but it's the expression of that, right? Right. With the grandma falling, and I just think that's just such a well, like, like. Tasteful is the wrong word, but I'm gonna use it here. It's such a it's such a 
a tasteful way of from doing that. Put that word in a distance for me, bro. You gotta be like, tasteful. It's it such a, tasteful. Such a, a perfect way of expressing <laughs> that, that scene and that, that idea, mm-hmm. right? It's like we said, it's one of those things that just fits. Like, it's gotta be like that. And, and it's, like, it's like, you don't have to show brutal. Yeah, yeah, no. But then you can imply it or like you can express it in different ways and and that creativity is what makes it so fun and interesting yeah yeah maybe not fun in this case <laughs> but well, interesting it, it is shocking <laughs> to say the least yeah yeah and and i feel like it, it's even more shocking yeah than just showing that i feel like i really loved like when it's revealed that there's a microphone in the room <laughs> and that he can hear the discourse and like the judgment that is the, being enacted on the it. calculation <laughs> the discourse between people on how to deal with him that is like the most sinister shit ever that's a nice little touch that for was sure. such a nice touch she 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 that that's pretty that was jacked. instilling and and i love the the fact that the, the fact that he's scared for his life right but also they're scared of the monster that they're about to approach as well. Right. And I love that that they're both scared somehow. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where, like, <laughs> he's scared because he's going to die, but, like, they're scared because this person is a monster, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and and just that, like, d- dynamic is just so fun to watch. Yeah. Such a well And fun is the right word there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fun. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love it. I love seeing that. I love seeing the tension and the... And and just seeing the different characters and yeah. and like the realness there, right? That that right. that feeling is so real, right? Yeah. Imagine you having some monster like literally killed your children. Yeah, yeah. Like it would feel you would feel scared to to face that person, mm. and yet like you know, you do it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You got it. Exactly. You do it. Yeah, you feel justified. Yeah, it's definitely such a good like just that act. That whole thing is so good. Yeah, I really like the last act. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Um, it's just like a rare movie, though. You know, there's really just no other movie like this one. What do you mean? There's old boy. <laughs> but it's different, though, yeah. man. <laughs> what do you mean? There's Mr. Vengeance. What do you mean? <laughs> no, that one's Memories of Murder. <laughs> that one's too similar to something else. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think, uh, I think that's good. I think yeah. that'll wrap it up. So that's... um quote-unquote the end of the vengeance trilogy mm-hmm. but um you know he's got another one and that's what we're gonna end with handmaiden next week will be the handmaiden you never seen the handmaiden i did oh you did oh, oh okay uh yeah i didn't i didn't really think of it as a revenge story i guess to be honest not well like the end is kind of yeah there yeah. are little there are elements but it's not like explicitly you know what it is is that all these movies are revenge films like from the beginning, mm. and this movie starts off different, right? And then like, then like midway, it's a revenge. You kind of yeah, yeah find out there's a plot thing that happens that's like now we gotta get revenge. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's kind of why it's a long movie actually. This one's true. Yeah, it's pretty lengthy, but um, it's really good. It's definitely one of my favorites. I, l- I love the actors in it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, everybody's really good. So we get a little bit of both worlds. I love. I know I'm continuing this discussion, but. When the bakery guy 
and it's like the Australian family comes to the restaurant. He starts speaking Japanese. <laughs> he starts speaking Japanese. I can't understand him. <laughs> so he tries the only second language that yeah. he knows. Takimashita. <laughs> Takimasenka. Yeah. yeah like, what? Well, yeah. Uh, uh, great movie, Miss Vengeance. Yeah. Definitely, if you have not watched it, you should watch it. Why you, you should have watched to us, it though? But it, I hope that you know our discussion may may have a spark some interest. Yeah, spark some interest. If you haven't watched it, it may, and if you did watch it, just giving you maybe different perspectives yeah. on it. We tend and to go a little ham on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So next week, uh, watch the animated. Came out twenty sixteen. It should be easy to find. The animated, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the handmaiden, <laughs> handmaiden, the animated. No, nah, came out twenty sixteen. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, it's. I think it is on Prime, Amazon Prime. Oh, is it really? It might be. I think because okay. I watched it on Amazon Prime way back when. Okay, so maybe it's. But it oh might, yeah, actually, it I did too. Now yeah, so it. it might be on Amazon Prime. So. Hopefully it's there if you want to watch yeah. it there. It's newer, so it honestly should. Be yeah, it's very yeah, it, and it's popular, so it's it's yeah. But um, yep. Uh, follow us on latest episodes on Patreon. Uh, give us a subscribe there if you want to support the channel. You know, we'd love to grow. We've got some interesting things coming that way, some bonus things, and uh, we'll be releasing every episode here. But also follow us on Instagram as well as Twitter. And uh, also on YouTube. Thank you guys for listening. See you next week. Peace. Bye bye.